Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm Jeanette. And I am Emily. And we have a story for you today, obviously. Uh, wow, but we're, we're just getting right into yeah. it. <laughs> well, I was going to talk about our week first, but okay, I don't okay. know. I, it is up to you. I'm excited. Yeah, this I is my it. story. This is a very big one. And so I'm sure that you, you know, clicked on this because of the title, but we'll tell you what it is in a second. Yeah. Um, first, any anything different? <laughs> um, I'm having to think so hard. I don't think so. I mean, I have a concert on Monday that I'm performing in. So that's kind of fun. Uh, it's my mom's birthday. <laughs> You're very far away. You got to get closer. <laughs> Sad. It's my mom's birthday. That's really the only interesting happy birthday sandy (laughs) she doesn't listen to this no but happy birthday anyways happy she would not be able to handle a murder podcast so no and that's that's okay not everyone can sometimes i can't handle it either so honestly me neither i don't know how i've kept up with it kept up with it this long (laughs) we have been doing this for i mean it's been like a year and a half at this point. Honestly, that's crazy. Wow. That's a long us. time. It yeah, is. we've tried to do so many other things before. Like, we've started, like, Instagram pages and stuff, and then we just, like, stop. It is <laughs> like, so true. We we have... <laughs> if y'all can find our long-lost um, makeup Instagram, um, we'll give you a shout-out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that would be so um, interesting if someone actually found it. <laughs> that would be... That would be. I mean, go look for it. I probably won't find it. Um, <laughs> I know because even the um, ad our names is, aren't like, our middle names. names. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's my middle name. name. Well, yeah, that's true. And then yeah. my a letter of my name. Okay, Anyways, so y'all go here's the hint: it's the letter of her first name, my middle name, and then artistry. So go find it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So good luck. they're just gonna be guessing your middle name for like hours yeah i'm just kidding no one's gonna be doing this anyway (laughs) (laughs) we have faith but no (laughs) um yeah nothing too entertaining of course work in school and then yeah that's that's really all i feel like i every week I never really have anything interesting to say in the beginning of the podcast. I feel I like I always so think of things and then I just like, we start recording and I'm just like gone. Like, I cannot think of a single thing anymore. Oh, I got, uh, I have a funny story. Um, okay. So at work, my coworker, as a tip from mm-hmm. a customer, he received oh, no. a fake, um, like, it wasn't a dollar bill. Okay, so it was a 2020 dollar okay. bill. And it had Trump 2020 all oh. over it. And oh, no. <laughs> that was his tip. What the heck? He got one fake dollar bill as a tip with 2020. Literally. Trump 2020 yes. All over it? Yes, that was his Yikes. tip. I was like, oh, that no. is so upsetting. Do, do people so not sad. Guys, please tip your servers and um with real money, please. Because I mean, okay, <laughs> if your server does a bad job, don't. But I have a feeling he did a fine job. No, yeah, this guy 
is super good. Like he's right. I mean, he's one of the trainers too at work. But um, is this no, one of the ones really I've met? Good. That's what he received. What? Have I met him? No, you haven't actually. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah. But. Anyways, that's what he received. So I thought that was um kind of upsetting, but also I mean, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure this is also super upsetting whenever like it says tip and then they write down an actual tip and don't give you any money. Have you had that happen to you yet? Wait, wait, what? Like on the tip line, they like write down like stand up straight or something dumb. Honestly, I've just seen like posts about that. I haven't like actually experienced it. Because I would never do that. But <laughs> Honestly, no. Me, personally, I haven't gotten any weird tips like that. I either get okay. get a tip or I just don't get tipped and then I cry about it later. Um, oh. And then, <laughs> um, no, there was something funny that happened on someone else's, but I forgot what it was. I don't know. But yeah, that, that, that... gravelly. <laughs> I, yeah, it was because I was like... I would sometimes when I think my voice trails off and then just goes uh, instead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, that tip happened today, so that was something else. Um, interesting. So weird. Yeah. Interesting. I don't understand. No, me neither. All right, let's hop into this episode because honestly, Love. I'm very like I'm. A- already on the edge of my seat I, i'm very intrigued um so yeah emily okay hit the wheel so first of all sorry this is going to be a two-part episode don't uh, apologize we love these so um well you just love it because that means you don't have to prepare a story for next time honestly that is so true <laughs> um okay so in this episode we're just going to be talking about the murder and like a bit of the evidence. So this is an unsolved murder. And then in the next episode, well, this is probably honestly what I should have done with Jack the Ripper, but I did not. You live and you learn. Um, We're going to be talking (laughs) about the suspects and the possible theories about what happened. Because Uh um, there are a lot. So today we are going to be talking about the murder of Jean Benet Ramsey. So, as I remember, you do not know who this is at all. Right, because I, I said, are they related to Gordon Ramsay? And you said no, so. Right. So, she <laughs> was she was six years old whenever this happened. Oh. So, this is a rough case, but it's also a very interesting case. Um, so a huge trigger warning, obviously, um, if you have never heard this case, I would love for you to listen to it, but if you get triggered by, uh, children, which is understandable, please do not listen to this case. There is All your, right. your uh, warning. I guess I'm going to dip out of here now. I um, guess you're gone. <laughs> thanks for letting me join. All right. Bye. Uh, yeah. Happy to see you. <laughs> okay. Go on. All right. So. I'm sorry, but it's like every time you send those warnings, I'm like, okay, but what about me? Like, I'm not Um, allowed to leave. (laughs) Yeah, you're not allowed to go. Sorry. (laughs) All right, go on. So first, we're going to talk a little bit about her parents. So her parents were um, John Bennett Ramsey, which is actually where she got her name. So her name is John Bennett. And so his name was John Bennett. And he was a businessman. And he was the president of Access Graphics. 
So he was pretty wealthy and his first marriage ended in divorce in 1978. And then he moved to Boulder, Colorado with his second wife, Patsy, in 1991. So Patsy is um, John Bonet's mother. So um, Patsy would enter a lot of pageants as a child. So like her mother would enter her into a lot of pageants and we can see how that kind of goes over onto Jean Benet. So she had won Miss West Virginia, the beauty title of that. So Jean Benet um, also had an older brother. His name is Burke. He was three years older. She also had um, two adult half siblings and a sister who passed away from a car crash in 1992. So John Bonet was born on August 6th, 1990. So since her mother like had was in a lot of pageants whenever she was a child, she in return was put into a lot of pageants. Like that was basically just like her childhood. So if you look up a picture of her, which I do urge you to do, um, she is mostly seen in like a full face of makeup, you know, full pageantry clothes, all that kind of stuff. Okay. So I would look up a picture of her right now just so you can see her. Literally so, <laughs> How do you spell so her name again? Um, it's J-O-N-B-E-N-E-T. Oh, there it is. Wow. Yeah. Huh. And she was a very, very pretty little girl. And that was definitely taken advantage of with her parents. So now I'm yeah. going to tell you the titles that were won for that, that she won. And it was America's Royale Miss, Little Miss Charlevoix, Little Miss Colorado, Colorado State All-Stars, All-Star Kids Cover Girl, and National Tiny Miss Beauty. So those wow. were just some of the titles that she won. But yeah, she was six years old. <laughs> And so she, this actually some of these pictures she looks like so much older because of all the makeup and stuff. That's the sad part. Yeah. So she was rarely ever seen without makeup on. Um and I think I learned this from Morbid, by the way. I could not find this written somewhere. I also did actually I have a book about the case too. I actually have two, but one of them I didn't read. It's just kind of being my microphone holder right now. But the one that I did like was Who Killed John Benet Ramsey? It was written by um, Cyril Wecht and Charles Bosworth Jr. And it also, this book has like pictures on the inside, kind of like those old like Disney novels, you know, that you could read. Yeah. That were like off of the movie. That's all I can oh, think yeah. of. And um, it, so exactly it has like a lot of <laughs> It also has the complete ransom note and the autopsy report. So, you know, we'll talk about that in a bit. So, um, so she was rarely seen with makeup and, oh, what I was going to say, what it says on, what they said on Morbid, which I couldn't find this written, but they said that her hair had been like lightened, like bleached at the age of six. That is so sad. I That's hate not it. Okay. Oh my gosh. I, I don't like that. Yeah. I hate no, that. not like, at all. People really do like dress up their like their mm-hmm. kids and like destroy their hair and stuff like that. Ugh, I hate it's that. It's so sad. I Okay, whenever I have kids, I'm not going to do that to them because I don't want to make those decisions whenever they're not old enough to properly make 
that decision themselves you know exactly like if they want to do it sure like I'll sure definitely I'll I mean maybe older than six uh, <laughs> yeah yeah not that I care if that's so if a kid told me to bleach their hair I'd be like one how do you know about this absolutely Second, not no <laughs> yeah I <mm-mm. laughs> um so in a documentary that I watched a little bit of there is actually um a montage online that shows all of her her beauty pageants that are in like the documentary shows all of her in the beauty pageant and it shows like her home videos and stuff and it was um yeah a documentary from 2001 i am not speaking very well (laughs) but um they said that it's thought that her parents deliberately sexualized their daughter in order to make her appeal to pedophiles what so why would you want like on her own and so there is a picture of her um it's from christmas 2000 and sorry not 2000 uh 1996 yes 1996 and it's just of her like opening presents and it's just like such a sweet picture and it's so sad because it was taken um the day before she died um, I'll send that to you I'm as well. At, I'm looking at it right now. I just looked it up. <laughs> oh, the one with her and her brother? Yeah. Is that the one you found? Yeah. Um, so that is, I think, the last picture of her. Um, yeah. So let's jump to, um, December 26th, 1996. So Patsy Ramsey woke up that morning and found a ransom note on the kitchen stairs. So they had, like, It was like a two-story house. Okay, he was like rich. Like this was a very nice house. (laughs) And um, they're rich from all the beauty pageants. My goodness. And how he was like president of a company. So they moved to Boulder, (laughs) Colorado because that's where his company was. So that's why Um, they lived there. Yeah. Um, And so they she woke up to find a ransom note on the kitchen stairs. Like she was heading downstairs and there was a ransom note. Now this ransom note. Oh, this ransom note. This ransom note was two and a half pages long. And I'm going to read it for you really quickly. It is kind of long. So if you've heard it before, you just want to skip through. Go ahead. Mr. Ramsey, listen carefully. We are a group of individuals that represent a small foreign faction. We respect your business, but not the country it serves. At the time, we have your daughter in our possession. She is safe and unharmed. And if you want her to see 1997, you must follow our instructions to the letter. You will withdraw $118,000 from your account. $100,000 will be in $100 bills and the remaining $18,000 in $20 bills. Make sure that you bring an adequate size attached to the bank. When you get home, you will put the money in a brown paper bag. I will call you between 8 and 10 a.m. tomorrow to instruct you on delivery. The morning will be exhausting, so I advise you to be rested. If we monitor you getting the money early, might call you early to arrange an earlier delivery 
of the money and hence an earlier pickup of your daughter. Any deviation of my instructions will result in immediate execution of your daughter. You will also be denied her remains for a proper burial. The two gentlemen watching over your daughter do not particularly like you, so I advise you do not provoke them. Speaking to anyone on this situation, such as the police or the FBI, I will result will result in your daughter being beheaded. If we catch you talking to a stray dog, she dies. If you alert bank authority, she dies. If the money is in any way marked or tampered with, you, she dies. You can try to deceive us, but be warned we are familiar with law enforcement countermeasures and tactics. You stand a 99% chance, percent chance of killing your daughter if you try to outsmart us. Follow our instructions and you stand a 100% chance of getting her back. You and your family are under constant scrutiny as well as the authorities. Don't try to grow a brain, John. You are not you are not the only fat cat around, so don't think that killing will be difficult. Don't underestimate us, John. Use that good southern common sense of yours. It's up to you now, John. Victory. SBTC. So, wow. What did you find weird about that? Um everything, first of all. <laughs> Yeah, okay, so this ransom note, two and a half pages long. <laughs> That's crazy. That is not a normal length of a ransom note. No. And even more interesting, man, I have some notes about this ransom note. Okay. So, wait, what else did you find weird? I'm actually, I'm curious. What else did you find weird about it? I mean, just the whole thing. That's really it. <laughs> yeah, no, it was just very weird. Yeah. So the note demanded um, $118,000, right? Mm-hmm. That was almost the exact bonus that John Ramsey would have gotten, like, for that Christmas. Like, that was almost exactly the bonus. And so that would mean that someone with access to that information was involved with the kidnapping. Now, keep in mind, um, they thought that she was just kidnapped at this point. That's what was thought. So the note, and there was also a practice draft that was found, was written with a pen and notepad from the Ramsey home. Oh my gosh. Now listen, I've never written a ransom note before. I'm just going to be real with you. I've never done that. <laughs> and I pride myself on not having written a ransom note before. Yeah, um, me too. I'm very proud of us. Yeah, you bring it with you. Yeah. Like you don't you don't go to a place and then write the ransom note. You don't do that. Especially so they actually wrote this down and they tried to figure out how long it would take to write it. This would take 20 minutes to write. What? 20. So, so they're just chilling somewhere writing so, it. <laughs> yeah, they definitely think that it was staged. Okay. Like they, they think that this ransom note was staged. And so <laughs> there were also no fingerprints on it except for Patsy's and the authorities who handled it. And they also think that it was unusual because of the amount of exclamation points and the initialisms that were in it. Uh, it was probably someone like like me. I always put exclamation points in. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems less mean, you know? 
I'm all I'm, yes I'm all how would you say <laughs> question mark explanation mark <laughs> yeah you do type like that so I if do. I ever like find a ransom note like that um I will just I'll be you like, like Jeanette. <laughs> um, like, you know you know I'm having a bad day when I don't put my explanation marks I get so worried, honestly. Like, every time you message me without an exclamation mark, I'm like, did I do something? Like, are you mad at me? (laughs) I mean, like, 100% of the time, no. But I just get so worried. It's so sad. Okay, but anyway. um, So, Michael Baden, who was a... um, What? Oh, my gosh. I forgot. Okay. I was looking at my notes. So, you know, I have carpal tunnel. I can't write for very long or type for very long. So I was talking into my tablet to make notes. Oh, no. (laughs) And I have this written in. You don't need to go in the closet. Just lay there. I was talking to my cat (laughs) who was trying to walk into the closet. I totally forgot that was there. I remember remember that happening because I was like, oh, that's there. Well, that'll be a fun surprise for tomorrow when I'm recording. So there we go. Surprise. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. We should get back on track. Okay. That's so, funny. Um, Michael Baden was a board certified and he was a pathologist who was consulted on both sides of the case. And he said that he had never seen a note like that in his 60 years of experience. And he did not think that it was written by an outside stranger. So there, some people do believe that it was Patsy who wrote the note just because of fingerprints and stuff. But there were a few handwriting experts who looked at it and they said that's not going to be her handwriting. I'm not a handwriting expert, but looking at it, I can definitely see some similarities. But, you know, I'm I am not a handwriting expert, so I'm not going to claim that. How does one become a handwriting expert? (laughs) It's like a, a field that I'm sure you can take with criminology. And okay. like for becoming that like Asian and stuff, yeah. I don't think there's any other reason you would need to be a handwriting expert, honestly. If I'm wrong, let me know. Tell me if I'm wrong. <laughs> I just don't think so. You're wrong. Oh, okay. Because you can be a handwriting expert, like say you just want to start writing like Shia LaBeouf, like go for what? it, you know? Oh, okay. Well, do you have to go to school for that or can you just? You you gotta go to school. I'm sorry. Oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, okay. Um, so the only people that were known to be in the house that night were Patsy, John, and Burke. But you know, if it wasn't outside intruder, you know, obviously they'd be there too. The ransom note had specific instructions not to contact any police or friends, and but Patsy did, you know, call the police at five fifty two a.m. So there is an transcription of the audio from the 911 call. And at the end, Patsy just hangs up without having reassurance that someone is going to be there. Which is, you know, it's a little weird. It is a little bit weird. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So basically, she just says, hurry, 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 and then hangs up the phone. Now, before that, she does say... um, like the 911 is like, okay, we're working on getting someone out there. But the thing is, after the phone was hung up, it wasn't properly put back into the cradle. And so she heard a few seconds and they can't figure out what was said, but it sounded like there were three voices there. And one of them said, what did you do? Or yeah, that they thought that someone said, what did you do? Ooh, that's creepy. Yeah. 
That's very creepy. Very. <laughs> so the police arrived at the Ramsey home within three minutes, and they conducted a cursory search of the house, but they did not find any sign of force entrance. A sign of force. Yeah, yeah. force entry. <laughs> So Officer Rick French went to the basement and he, you know, he came to a door that was secured by a wooden latch, but he did just walk away without opening it. He later explained that by saying he was looking for an exit route by which the kidnapper could do, but the door was ruled out just for various reasons. So John immediately began to make arrangements to pay the ransom. And a forensics team was dispatched to the house, and they did initially believe that the child had been kidnapped. However, only her room was the only room of the house that was cordoned off to prevent contamination of evidence. And no precautions were taken to prevent contamination of evidence in the rest of the house. That's a problem. That was not handled very well, like at all. Like they should have done more at that point, you know? Right, yeah. So at this point, um, they had some friends come over, some victim advocate, and the Ramsey family's minister came to the house to show their support. And visitors began to clean surfaces in the kitchen. I wish I could tell you why. I'm sure they were just like, you know, stressed out about this, wanting some answers. And so they just started like doing the first thing that was there, which was cleaning. But like, it's a crime scene. And they didn't stop them from doing it. So that likely destroyed some crucial evidence for this. Okay, if you ever go to a crime scene, don't clean. Like, unless that's your job. If that's your job, please do. But, yeah. I don't know. I think I might just clean. (laughs) Please don't. (laughs) Just please don't clean. I feel like if you ever clean a crime scene, then you look sus. (laughs) No, for sure. But I mean, at this point, they did just think it was a kidnapping. So I get, I don't know. I don't know. Although they should have, you know, cordoned off the rest of the house to not be touched. I, they should have done that. Yeah, for sure. So at 8 a.m., a detective arrived with the goal of awaiting the kidnapper's instruction. But there was never an attempt by anyone to claim the money. So if you remember in the very long ransom note, it said between 8 and 10 a.m. It said that whenever it turns 10, nothing happened. And, like, no one, like, batted an eye. Like, it turned 10, it turned 10.01, and no one started freaking out. Like, why didn't they call me? Why haven't they called yet? Nope, that didn't happen. What the heck? So... That that that's definitely a little suspicious. So no, that's very suspicious. Yeah, it, if I were to, if my child were to be kidnapped, and I had specific instructions that was like at ten a.m. you're going to get a call, I would be on top. Of, I would be ready. <laughs> right. Like I would be waiting for it to be ten a.m. Yeah. Like I would be staring at the clock and be you know totally freaking out because that's a human thing to do right exactly also i okay i know that in the morbid episode they said like that same thing but i feel like that's i feel like i'm copying them i'm not i promise (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
Thank you. All, um, me and your listeners know that you just love Morbid, so it's I fine. I really do. Yeah, I actually listened to both of their episodes on it, like, before... Not before taking notes, but like before recording, you know. I honestly hope that one day you get to meet them. Anyways, okay. Anyway, (laughs) so at one p.m., um, Detective Arndt, which is the name of the detective, asked John Ramsey and Fleet White, a family friend, to search the house and see if anything was amiss. So they started in the basement, which is a little bit strange, right? Like. It's a little bit strange that they started in the basement and not her room. So this So they went to they went to the basement and then they did go by the little like the wooden door that was in there, you know, the one that was just like looked past. And then they opened the door and that is where John Bonet's body was. So he opened the door and Fleet White said that it was pitch black in there. But before the lights were turned on, he had said, oh, my God, already. However, that can also be explained away. Um, if it's your house, you can see better in the dark. <laughs> uh, like, you might have just been able to see it before the lights were turned on. You know? Yeah. yeah. So that can easily be explained away. But that is just a point of evidence I felt the need to say. Um. And at this point, you know, she was found, um, I mean, trigger warning. Um, She was found with her mouth covered in duct tape. And there was a nylon cord was found around both her wrists, her neck, and her torso was wrapped and covered by a black, by a white blanket. So John Ramsey immediately picked up his daughter's body and took it upstairs and removed the duct tape. Sorry, took her upstairs. Um, So since she was moved, you know, the crime scene was immediately contaminated and forensic evidence was disturbed. So this also, he probably wasn't doing this to take away evidence. Like that was his daughter. Yeah. Like I, I, I've never, you know, had to experience that and I'm so lucky I don't have children but um like I you don't know how you would react in that situation so that could easily also just be like it's a morning parent understandable so the autopsy revealed that she had been killed um by strangulation and a skull fracture and the official cause of death was Okay, my, (laughs) it did something. Oh, there it is. Okay, I figured it out. I was doing, you know, the talking thing. So it just said something very strange. (laughs) Um, The official cause of death was asphyxiation by strangulation associated with craniocerebral trauma. So there is no evidence of conventional rape, but sexual assault was not ruled out. So there was no semen that was found on her body, but it she did have um, vaginal injury. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, it was recorded that it seemed as though her vaginal area had been wiped by a cloth, which is very weird. What the heck? Oh, my God. So there was a garrot found around her neck, which do you know what a garrot is? Because I'm have not no idea here. what that is. Okay. So basically it's used with strangulation to make it tighter 
like so it was used with a nylon cord and they put a paintbrush in there to where it would be tighter that's the way that it was done here so it's just like a stick or something put in that is so scary terrifying so um there was a garrot around her neck that was made from the length of a nylon cord and the broken handle of a paintbrush so part of the bristle and the end of the paintbrush yes did you say wait no oh i didn't say anything (laughs) i don't know okay hearing things Ooh. okay um So it was part of the bristle and the end of the paintbrush were found in a tub containing Patsy's art supplies. And the third part of the paintbrush was never found despite extensive searching of the house. Once again, this can easily be explained away. Like maybe the paintbrush broke and she just, you know, threw it away like a while ago, but kept parts of the paintbrush to be able to use it again. (laughs) Right. Um, so that can also just easily be explained away. So the autopsy also revealed that she had eaten some sort of fruit within a few hours of her death. What? Mm-hmm. So, sorry, I'm trying to find that in the my autopsy report here. Here's some, I guess, some ASMR of book holding um yeah so they thought that some kind of fruit was found in her system um and so there were also photographs taken around the house the day that her body was found and it does show a bowl of pineapple on the kitchen table with a spoon in it so it's just one piece of like pineapple was found in her digestive system so neither John nor Patsy say that they remembered putting the bowl on the table or feeding her pineapple. So police report that they found um, her nine-year-old brother, Burke Ramsey's fingerprints on the bowl. Um, the parents still maintained their story that he slept through the entire night and he was awakened several hours before the police arrived. So on December December 2003, so this was like a while later, um, forensic investigators extracted enough material from the mixed blood sample found on her underwear to establish a DNA profile. And that DNA profile belonged to an unknown man and excluded the DNA of each of the Ramses. So that is a lot of evidence. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it really is. In the basement as well, by the way, um, there was a broken window that would just not close. Um, So that was also a problem. And they also, I think they just had a few means of entrance into the house. So it is possible that someone did break in. And before we leave, I did want to tell you um, the most popular theory but we are not going to say if we think it was that or not. This is just what all of the evidence points to. Um, or no, I should probably talk about this first again. So on her head, there was, like it was said that she, there was a scalp hemorrhage along the right area. And it was like a pretty big so that's thought that maybe that was what killed her and then the strangulation was done as a staged thing 
to cover it up that she had, oh, where was this? I didn't write this down. And that's, you know, absolutely on me. So basically on her, there like there were like two dots in it. Like it looked like she had been hit with a stun gun, but so could um, be looked at like it was the end of a race car, like a railroad track. That's what it was looked at like. So basically the theory is that she went downstairs and was just, you know, being a little sister. And so she took a piece of pineapple from him and somehow that put her, him over the line. And he was already so jealous as it is. And so he just slammed her head. And then afterwards to check and see if she was still alive, poked her with the racetrack, or I'm so sorry, the railroad thing. I keep messing that up. Um, And then her parents, you know, didn't want to lose him too. So they staged the whole thing. That is the main theory. So I found a bunch of Instagram pages and stuff, you know, that post like in honor or memorabilia, I guess. I don't know. Uh, There we go. Um, And then among these, Instagram accounts I found uh, Je- uh, jo- Joan Benet. I don't know how to say her name. Jean Benet. <laughs> Jean Benet. Okay. Jean Benet Ramsey, right? So I click on mm-hmm. it and she said, um, I am Jean Benet Ramsey. Google it. And it's a woman. And oh. I was like, what? So I'm looking at her pictures and then it's just this random girl. And all the comments are like, you are not her. Stop. Yikes. <laughs> That's not okay. Don't act like you're okay. Exactly. That's like sick. Why are you going to pretend you're this poor child who was murdered? Right. No, that's like terrible. Don't don't do that. No. Exactly. But yeah, anyways, I found that. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. I thought I'd share because that was interesting. Yes. Yes, thank you. (laughs) Um yeah. Wow. This this was a very intense beginning of this two-parter, but oh, we for sure. Um, <laughs> uh, we will be posting updates on, um, well, of course, when this one comes out and when we will be posting the part two um, on Instagram at Horror Slumber Party Podcast and Twitter Party underscore Horror. And then, of course, you can also email us if you find our Instagram or <laughs> if you have our um, our makeup Instagram callback from earlier. That's what I meant. Anyways. Um, oh, okay. I was like, you yeah. just said the I know. Instagram. I was like, yeah, I was like, not this Instagram. Our makeup <laughs> one. Yeah. Anyways. Um, <laughs> and then, let's see. Did, is there anything else we want to plug? I, I feel like. I feel like every time I do this, I'm like, am I missing something? <laughs> everything right. Is, no, it always does feel like it. Yeah. Everything is um, horror slumber party. So you know what? If you get curious, just look look it up. And there we are. <laughs> we should be there. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> we are. On the uh, yeah, I hope so. Also. <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I am looking forward to part two. And hopefully y'all are. We love you. Yes. Um, Good night and scary dreams. Bye.